Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! Welcome to the Retrograde, the video game podcast where this week we take a look back at one of the greatest years in video game history, 1999. Oh my goodness, so good. My name is Andrew Baskin, with me as always is the bad boy of podcasting, Mr. Bebop himself. Mikey, the artist formerly known as Prince Aaronworth. And that's because of the song 1999? Yeah, he has a song in which he says 1999, and I figured that would be a good, yeah, a good like we're- name. And I, it's it's another one of those situations. Like we were we were, we could party like it's ninety nine. It's another one of those situations where I started to say my name and realized as soon as I said Mikey, mm-hmm. I could have said the yep. artist formerly known as Mikey Aaronworth. And I just, I just, I just fucking fucked it up, Andrew. I we are so close to three hundred episodes on this, and I can't seem to get a nickname right. And it's we it's are. starting to frustrate me. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you're consistent. Like that's an important part. You're consistently uneven with consistently this, and that, and that's good. Yeah. You know there. It, yeah, there is one part of this that I, I will say. A lot of people say, I'm my own worst critic. Mm. And, they'll, and they'll say that very earnestly. Like, I'm a worst critic as a way of avoiding criticism. Mm-hmm. Like, don't worry. Whatever you say, I've said it to myself yes. first. And for the most part, I find that to be not true. However. However, you are the exception. You are the exception that whatever you say, it's going to be the worst version of it. Yeah, for the most part, except sometimes when I publicly say bad things about myself, these people who I don't even know just pipe up and they're like, Actually, I've got I've got more shit to say. <laughs> I'm going to pile on a little yeah. bit. Oh, that was good. Yeah, that's a good start. That's a, that's okay, here, pace. but I got one too. That's a good pace. Yeah, that's good. All right, good. You know, you look like that bodybuilder with the mustache, but nothing like it. And you're like, did this start as a compliment? <laughs> the, the worst part, is, and this goes back a couple a couple episodes when I said I, I sometimes get compared yes. to Mike Bumstead just because he has a mustache and curly hair. That's that's pretty much it. But the problem is, is I now make a joke where I say, yeah, except he's he's nowhere near as strong as me. And people laugh so yeah. hard at that. And it, it, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Way too a hard. A little bit too hard. A little bit too hard. Yeah, that, that's what kind of frustrates me a little bit. Andrew's having Andrew's yeah, Andrew's wrestling yeah. a dog over there on, on his end. Eh? I am so sorry. The dog found the puzzle that is exceptionally noisy and would be not entertaining at all on this podcast. <laughs> well, maybe more entertaining. Uh, maybe just people watching him play the puzzle and they're like, best episode we've ever we had. had a dog Reviews were great. Where, where your dog was was playing on a puzzle as we talked. I think our viewership would Don't go up like, like at least 50%. Honestly, the way we could do it is the dog could decide episodes because on the puzzle, it'd be like opening it like, oh, we're doing. Oh, Jelly okay. Boy. People Jelly love Boy's back. Jelly Boy again? again. How does Jelly Boy keep getting um, in there? Andrew, uh, uh, before we get too far off topic, we're going to be taking a look today at uh, uh, back at the year 1999. We've done this before on the podcast. It yes. started on our now sunsetted Patreon, uh, where we would take a look back at mm-hmm. one of the greatest years Rest in video in game history. And you and I would take turns drafting games, a team of six games that we would kind of put into different categories to see using only games that were released in that year, which team comes out on top uh it's a it's a it's a project yes. and a game and a, a practice that you and i've done a, a lot before uh and i i absolutely yeah. adore it i was really excited to get started with this one um 1999 was one of those years that kind of snuck up on me i i, I kind of worried that we were going back to the well maybe one too many times because i'm like how many great years are there uh we've done 2007 we've done 1996 we've done yeah. 98 yeah. 2001 it's got me thinking like was the stretch from 96 to 99 or maybe even 2001, like one of the best stretches in gaming history. Well, honestly, if 1999 included, I also did the same thing. I was like, well, how good could this be? Because we've done 98, we've done all these other years that you're like, so good. And then you keep looking and you go, oh God, okay, all right. And I'm going through the calendar and I'm already getting to September and my list is so deep. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to run out of games. That's for sure. And especially because, you know, more than critical acclaim and other things, 1999 was a very important video game year for me. I was 13 years old and, uh, and this is like prime video game time. Like I am playing the most amount of video games. I'm the most uh, involved into the, the world of video games and releases that I have been up until that point in my life. And so there is all these games that not just the biggest games that I love, but all these other like secret subtle games. That I was like, oh, this game, this is right down my alley. Secret subtle games. Tell me more. <laughs> Shh, it's a secret. Shh. 
Uh, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, there's a there's a bunch of games that often get referenced on this podcast, and it's amazing how many of them did come out in 1999. Which, like, I guess is it's going to happen naturally because we're talking about retro games a lot of the times on this on this podcast, or oftentimes on this podcast. So, like, they're going to be bundled up uh, across like you know one or two years. But it was amazing this one so much so like this year was so surprising to me that we actually discussed an evolution to the categories. It started yeah. out where we would do uh, one com- one we would draft all of all the six games and we had to draft them into a specific category. So the categories prior to today were uh, competitive game. We had an action game. We had an adventure game. Then we went to more uh, theoretical, like the most influential yeah. game from that year, the most poorly aged game from that year, the game of the year. And then we would have a tiebreaker for underappreciated. Uh, mm-hmm. So this time, because I don't know if it was just the era of the games that were coming out or what, but it was hard to put a lot of the games into any of these categories. Yes. So it almost seemed like there was a miscellaneous category that we would that would just be like ignoring a ton of other games if we if we only picked one for it. So instead of having competitive action and adventure, we're going to do just three games that go yeah. into your, to our standard pile. And then we're going to continue on with the categories of most influential, poorly aged game of the year and underappreciated. Um, yeah. I will also say too, is like in the, in the past we've done this, it was always like, well, you didn't name this game. And it's like, well, it didn't fall into the, one of the categories. Yes. And it's like, yeah. well, that's kind of silly. Actually, we should probably uh, just be able to name games. Yeah, I think so. And this kind of, it, it, it remain, it allows us to keep a little bit of structure without going completely yeah. off the rails. Cause I do like the strategy of being like, oh, he's already picked most influential. So that means uh-huh. I've got it, like these ones, I can kind of put that one aside. Um, do you have, like, I was thinking about this as I was putting my list together. Do you have a category that's kind of like your, your favorite? Uh, I would, yes, yes, I do. I would say either influential or underappreciated are my favorite categories right now. I would say, can I say my weakest one right now? Your weakest game or your weakest weakest category? category. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Say your weakest category. category. Poorly aged. Mm. I'm having trouble coming up with poorly aged games. There's a lot of good games. There was one that I thought was an absolute shoe in. Um, and I was so excited to say it, but we agreed that we were only going to pick the oh, yes. games that were, that came out North American releases. Uh, so I guess I can just say it now, but yeah, say in, it now. in the, in, in 1999 in Japan, I think December 29th, 1999 in Japan. I know which one. Cause it's my mine too. Shenmue. Yeah. Shenmue. And then I also have from that week, Seaman. Oh, Seaman. Yeah. I so was going to these- be like, I was going to be like, that's influential as hell. We want to talk to all our video games now. No, no, not influential. I was saying poorly aged. Like oh, Shenmue. Well. Shenmue is a as a poorly aged one. I wanted that one so bad because it was like a game I remember it coming out and people being like, Oh my god, you're just like walking around asking people if they've seen Chinese sailors or whatever the fuck you have to do in chapter <laughs> one of that game. Seems like it left a huge impression on you. Left <laughs> a very good impression <laughs> on me. But there are now like it was a game that went from being so ahead of its time to being one of the more memed games I've ever seen. Like just a right. picture of Shenmue that says let's get sweaty or something like that. Just these weird <laughs> <laughs> poorly voice acted lines that well you i know we've got a of. few artists at home uh if you want to draw mikey saying let's get sweaty i think that's <laughs> i think we're all for it i think we're all for it uh uh yeah you know so so i'm excited to get into it actually speaking of artists andrew andrew before we uh before oh. we get into our uh, uh our draft this year i i i i hopped on over to the retrograde gmail account the retrograde podcast at gmail.com mm. joe griffin good friend of the show had sent us his uh 10 favorite things from 2023 so this oh. is looking back for uh, a few weeks ago and we did our top 10 things of 2023 so this includes video games movies tv shows music books all that sort of thing you should go back and listen to that episode because it was it was a lot, yeah. of fun. A lot uh, of fun the uh joe's list blackula return of the king which is a graphic novel by rodney barnes and jason cool. sean alexander uh number nine evil dead rise that's one that i, I you liked that one eh? i evil did dead rise i did I, th- I didn't. I, that one did not work for me. Uh, Spider-Man 2, uh, God of War, Valhalla, which was the, the free DLC to, yeah. uh, to God wow. of War. Did, have you, have you tried that, that one out yet? I'm not enough to have a real opinion on it, but I've tried a little bit and I actually talked to Joe about it too. So, like, Oh, nice. It uh, looks, it Joe, looks Joe, one of our more active listeners too. So average great Mike, average great Andy. Just saying. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim takes off at number six, Ooh. which is a show I haven't seen yet, but I, I really mm. want to. Uh, Follow the House of Usher at five, Resident Evil four, the remake, uh, Robocop, Rogue City. Um, you know what? It's it's amazing. I keep hearing people go back and playing that game and, and they really like it. Is that something that's in the cards for you at all? Do you think? Oh, I think 100 percent. I've seen clips of this and I'm like, why am I not playing this? It seems yeah. ultra violent and like God mode stuff where you just you just 
feel so powerful. And really, when I'm a big weakling that's a big coward in real life, I think that's a really like big fantasy of mine. It is very appealing. I just want to mm. go uh, beat up youths on the street. Yeah, I'm the banner of the king. law. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then after that, we've got The Last of Us, HBO, totally understandable. And then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Uh, oh. uh, you saw that one, right? I did. I did. I liked it quite a bit. It's very cute, real using real teenage actors and stuff like that. And it comes across in a different way that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ever has before with like the excitement of the age that they're supposed yeah. to be and stuff like yeah. that. Really, really good. It looked like it, it looked good. I'm surprised I haven't seen it. I thought that was going to yeah, be like a day one or a weekend release for me. And then uh, Joe caps off his email by saying uh, some of his highlights from the year were making artwork for people who he thinks are awesome and do awesome things. He's a fan of like us, for example. Thanks ah. for saying that. He says he's thankful. Uh, he says, I'm thankful you guys do this incredibly funny and awesome podcast to make my Tuesdays worthwhile. Happy New Year. And as the great Mitch McConnell would say. Oh, I shit myself again. <laughs> actually had to scroll down in his email oh that's that so, so that's funny great. yeah oh that's so uh, um, funny that's awesome so andrew uh, um um before we get started with the draft any any gaming updates that you got going on um yeah let's think any gaming updates you know i just i'm trying to what i'm trying to do is not accelerate full speed into uh into Fortnite uh talk but I can't help it. This season is fucking phenomenal. Mm -hmm. uh, the new season we really haven't talked since the new one came out because last time we had talked, they went back to the season one, the original map. And I was fine with it. I, it's not my Fortnite, So I was not my Fortnite, not my president. So uh, <laughs> it's not, uh, not my Fortnite. So I, I didn't have, a, I, there was a real adjustment period and I just didn't find the same appeal. And then they, they like accelerated into the next level of going mm -hmm. like, okay, that was the original. Now it's way past the last chapter you remember. And it's just a lot of fun. There's a lot of action going on. And I don't know what it is. This could be completely um, anecdotal based on, you know, the people in my life, but it feels like more people than ever I know are playing Fortnite. So it's kind of really exciting to crazy. Yeah. Which is crazy because it's been around for so many years, but it, you know, it's just, it finds ways to evolve. And uh, I, it's, I feel silly talking about it going after a couple of years going like, I'm still playing that game, but it's giving me a lot of reason to do that. So, you know, silly or not, you, I'm still playing it. You know what it feels like? It feels kind of like, remember when Bitcoin first came, like, do you remember when you first sure. heard about Bitcoin? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. years ago. I'm talking like like yeah. like over a decade ago, like forever ago, it feels like. I remember my cousin telling me about it and just being like, I don't understand what the fuck you're talking about. And yeah, like you mine it kind of, and you're like, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm like, I so I <laughs> yeah, I just sure. mine mon digitally. Okay, whatever you say, dude. Uh go kick rocks. Um and and <laughs> and then uh a couple of years later you hear a little bit more about it. And this is like the early days of Fortnite. Like we're playing mm -hmm. Overwatch and having and Call of Duty and having a good time with it. And there's this little game over there that Epic's making, you're like, whatever. And then yeah, sure. it gets to a point where it's so big that you're like, I can't imagine this getting any bigger. And then it fucking just can it kind of like tapers off and then explodes again. Like it I seems know. like like Fortnite just keeps on making decisions that are keeping it as like the game the mainstream, the casual game, whatever you want to call it. It's just, it's become an ecosystem as opposed to just like something you flip on for 30 minutes and it's exciting to see where it's going. Yeah, it's it's insane that it's growing, not not plateauing or yeah. whatever. It's growing. I it, There's a real- Are you a grower <laughs> or a plateauer? Oh, I'm a plateauer. Plateauer. <laughs> same, same big as same small. Plateau the whole time. Uh, it doesn't no grow. Growth. It just gets no. dense. Just, it just gets <laughs> dense. It's, in whatever shape it was in, whatever no. shape it was in, it just hardens like yes. fucking like a caterpie or something so like that. So you took like a water balloon and then froze it. It's kind of like that. <laughs> I've always imagined it. I've always <laughs> yeah, imagined that's okay. That's well, there you go. Yeah, you got a yeah. confirmation. I think the other thing is, so since we're doing like a little bit of time traveling, talking about 1999, I've mm -hmm. always thought about the idea that if, you know, it's like, if I can only go back and tell myself uh, what I know now, you would not believe the person that came to you and went, you know what? You you won't believe this. Like this, yeah. these things, this digital coins you got to mind. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. All right. Yeah, sounds 100%. good. Fortnite, biggest game in the world. You're like, no, Call of Duty is. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. Go, go take, yeah. Kick rocks, like Mikey said. So I, rocks, I just bitch. always, I know, I always think about that. Like, you know, the Back to the Future 2 is sports predictions. If someone had told you like the biggest long shot in the world is going to win, you should, you should put your life savings on it. You'd be like, no, that team is bad. Why would I do that? That's stupid. Thanks. I don't Fuck care off. what you say. I will not bet on Buster Douglas. I don't care if Mike Tyson has gonorrhea right now. Yes. What's the famous one from soccer? Le Leicester City? 
Oh, uh, uh, yeah, it was it was Leicester. It was uh, yeah, they, they like one of the most uh, uh, miraculous wins in Premier League history, because just to contextualize in, in soccer, or a, okay. a, a, a British Oop. football or whatever they want to fucking call it over <laughs> there. You. <laughs> they uh, uh, there are there are no playoffs in, in the main like in the in the Premier right. League. So the only way you can win <laughs> is by having the best record across the entire season and this this team that came out of nowhere with very little financial backing won the whole league and and had to do so consistently it's not the ncaa or even the super bowl where you can just get lucky with a string of like like a few wins and then and then you're you're crowned the champion it's it's amazing no i don't there's a there's a ted lasso quote i think about all the time and one of them is that they're like there's no relegation in american sports he's like no they're like what do you do and you're like well, about half the teams are out pretty much immediately. They're, uh, you know, they give a half effort to a half empty stadium. And, you know, we really love it. We really love it. And I just, I think <laughs> about that all the time. them with the number one pick the next <laughs> yes. year. Yeah. Yes. But at the same time, most of those fans will be like, I hate socialism. And you're like, oh, what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yes, I, I just always think about that, that. I would never believe an older version of myself going like, you know what you do? I'm like, shut up, old man. Yeah. And we were. This was 1999. I was. I was a child. I. I. Yes. Uh, I had finally bought my Dreamcast, and only to oh. have the world tell me that that Y2K is about to happen and and wipe this thing clean. Like, no, thank you. This thing's no, too advanced you. for stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. I have a talking Leonard Nimoy fish. You know, are you out of your mind that it's going to get shut mind? down? This is the future. Mind? I wonder what would happen if you asked Seaman what mm-hmm. Y2K. What would happen on Y2K? It is all a hoax, Mikey. Mmm. <laughs> mm. was, was amazing. Yeah. Both feels futuristic in 1999 and today. I'd be yeah. like, whoa, Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> Jesus, he's from the future. Spock has a real stro- stro- uh, ch- chokehold on us. Excuse me. A stronghold? Well, you know what? You know what? Yeah, clearly my brain was competing with two different words. And I thought for a bit, I'm like, wait, doesn't Spock do a chokehold? And I'm like, no, he gives, a, gives that little pinch. Oh, he knocks he people does. out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Um, so Andrew, uh, uh, before, before we do the draft, uh, you, you had a little sure. time to talk Fortnite. Uh, I, I wanted to, to give a little update on a game that I was playing a game called Juissant. Uh, Jusant. uh, it's a, yeah, a game that was developed by a French company. Uh, the name is escaping me right now. I should know it. I should look it up. In fact, as I'm talking, um, it's, it was legit just like a two or three hour experience. Um, it's by don't nod. Sorry. Don't nod is the name of the developer. Uh, no, was, I think it's by La video game magnifique. Oh, the video game Magnifique. Wait, are you joking? Wait, what? Just uh, why, would I jo- why would I joke about a French video game manufacturer? That sounds <laughs> insane. You you sound insane that I would make a joke about the French. Andrew, Get some out of, of our, here. Some of our audience is Canadian. The American audience isn't going to understand what the video game Magnifique, <laughs> Magnifique means. They don't have I any reference point. I think they can parse French. it together. I don't think they can. Actually, think they that's can a good point. Obviously, this made-up video game manufacturer is the video game Magnificent. <laughs> um no it was it's a game that's basically just about climbing um you start you are are a a silent protagonist you have a little uh uh, animal in this backpack of yours this cute little adorable chubby little animal and you start climbing this abandoned uh uh mountain and within the mountain there are different uh um, vestibules where there was a sort of history and you're doing the typical thing of finding notes that explain the context of where you were and as you climb higher and higher you start to realize that at a time in history, this whole area was full of water and in fact would have been underwater. So you're climbing this oh. mountain and realizing that you would have been climbing like up into an ocean sort of. It's this oh. really interesting dynamic. And, and as the mystery unfolds, you're, you know, it's it's interesting. There's a little bit of a, a human individual story element to it because of the notes that you pick up. The story itself is complicated and bizarre and 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 I will say artistic uh, in spite of, I think, something that Roger Ebert would, would take exception to. Um, but <laughs> But it was it was lonely and and the mechanics of climbing were were this kind of like built from the ground up mechanic that I've never experienced in a video game before. Okay. And uh, the whole thing didn't overstay its welcome. Like three hours, there weren't a ton of collectibles to go find behind every corner. Uh, and I had a blast with it. The ending almost made me cry. It was it was a ton of fun. Wow! It's available on Game Pass. It's a relatively inexpensive game, and I I really recommend people go check it out. If for no other reason, like story and everything aside more video games should incorporate this mechanic of climbing because you and i talk about you know like uncharted and one of our least favorite things about that franchise is just in assassin's creed and all that is like 
point into a direction and press A. That's what climbing is. In this, yes. you have to find handholds and move one limb and, and the trigger will, will grab onto it. And then you let go of the, the other trigger and that's your right hand and you move your mm. right joystick over to the, and it's this, this fun experience of, of, of figuring out how to climb, not just based on whatever's shining, but actually the terrain of, of the, uh, of the mountain, which is, was very intuitive. So like it's it's a rewarding mechanic, not an infuriating mechanic. Like it's not like you can learn and get better. That's the best oh, part. Easy. Yeah. And it's yeah. in fact, it's yeah. very there. there's no death in the game, which I'm oh. always OK with. It, it's yeah. uh, uh, it, it's just kind of like it rewards you for doing it well because you go faster and it's more fluid, but it doesn't punish yeah. you by dying, by making you go back, you know, uh, 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 to replay 15, 20 minutes of progress. The one thing I'll say that does bother me about it a little bit and this is kind okay. of a note that i think a lot of indie games can take i don't know i'll get your take on it sure what are your thoughts on like written notes in games in order to explain story to you do you know what i mean like like yeah like the audio logs from bioshock but just written down um i i i think i for the most part i like them i i, mm -hmm. I think they can be overdone i think they can be lazy if not given a choice to try and explain the story in the first part. But if they are coloring in the edges of the story and you use yep. them in that way, but they're completely optional, then I am all for it. You know, like you're talking about the audio logs because you can ignore them. You could just play the game and never find out about these things. Yeah. But if you like the game and you want to learn more about it, it's giving the option to do that, which I think is, is beneficial to the player because then they feel more invested in the world. But if somebody is more on a time crunch or not really, you know, into the story, they have an option to keep going through. So I, I'm, I'm all for it if given that option. I assume yeah. in this game it wasn't it it was it was it wasn't it was always optional you don't have to pick up anything um you you don't have to go through all these different exploration elements as well but I I don't know I feel like I'm getting a little bit bored of it and I the problem okay. is is I don't have a solution for it apart ah. from saying that BioShock did it and you pick up a log and it plays it just plays yes. out there now I don't want to sit and just read a note that's it feels like the developers are almost rushing through to just add context to things in not a very creative way. Um, yes. But I know that not all development studios have the ability to hire voice actors. So that's an issue there. Yeah. It's just, I, I'm putting it on notice, I think. If you if oh. you have a, a video game company, I'm putting you on notice that maybe we can a find some more creative written notice. I, I'm writing, mm -hmm. and this is, this, is a, this is a verbal warning and a written warning, and it's going in their file. The irony. Yeah. The, why, is, why is it ironic? Because then they'd have to read the note about how people shouldn't leave written notes in video games. Oh, damn, dude, that's good. That's good. Yeah. What if I did this? What if what if I wrote yeah. down the note and I was like, read yeah. that out loud? And they read it out loud and I was like, now it's a verbal warning too, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I think you're setting somebody up. I think there are laws against this. Oh, is this is this like entrapment? <laughs> yeah, this, it sounds like an entrapment. More like a honeypot situation if you're wearing like a crop top and a short skirt. <laughs> Which I do in the office all the time. Which you they do. Keep, and every it's time I come Friday. in, every time I come in with my crop top on, I go to HR and they write down a note and they pass it over to me and I say, I'm not looking at that. I'm not fucking reading that. You think I can read? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so jusant that's game j-u-s-a-n-t uh by the video game magnifique uh the great <laughs> video game magnifique <laughs> ooh la la ooh this la gets three la. ooh la la's from the paris gazette we call this one a ooh la 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 <laughs> how many laws you get yeah exactly everyone starts with ooh and Every, then no, ooh three out of four laws ooh is a given yeah. it's like you can't have zero stars ooh is there yes yeah. so uh, a really bad game is just a ooh ooh <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so, Andrew, why don't we get into this draft then? Uh, I can't remember who went first sure. last time, uh, but I think the last time we did a uh, a back and forth, I went first. So why don't you start yeah. us off, Andrew? This is this is the first pick. And I, before we get started on this, Andrew, we always ask this question. Is there a clear number one for you this year? No. Really? No. Okay. I'd be I'd be happy going second. So like, you know, keep that in mind. I I I have a feeling you will probably get whatever your choice is, you will probably get it. I'm not and it's not being like uh weirdly I don't know, d distant to the whole thing. I just I think you have a clear one in mind. It's not so clear to me, so I probably won't take it. I to me there is a there's a clear number one, although there's an argument to be made for what I I have to assume will be the second pick. Um so so why don't you why don't you go first here and and let me see what your uh, your first overall pick is. Yeah. Okay. So my and first also overall remind pick, us what uh, category okay. you're drafting it to. Or, yes, or, absolutely. Yeah. In my first, my first overall pick, 
Uh, once again, we're taking three general games. We're taking an influential game. We're taking a poorly aged game and a game of the year. And later, seventh pick will be underappreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so my first pick is going to be under influential. Oh, okay. I am going to be taking Super Smash Bros. Okay, interesting. Okay. I feel that cooperative games, four people, four different characters from four different universes can be playing on the same game, has set a pace in 1999 to show what future video games will be for the next 25. Uh, I think that kind of level of elimination, but having fun with it, not taking things too seriously. There are so many elements of this that would be influenced in many different styles of games and not even in this genre. Uh, I just think you look at Super Smash Bros and you can see the future of gaming for the next 25 years. So Super Smash Bros under Influential was the first pick for me. Yeah, that 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 one's a must. Like that one obviously has to get picked. The the thing that I'll say too that that I don't think you touched on for how influential it is is one of the first experiences of merging IP. And I know they're all within Nintendo, but like you have Mario fighting Pikachu in this. Yes, that was yes fucking mind-boggling and i know we had our our uh, mario karts in the past but yes. that was all under no. like strict nintendo and this you like link wasn't in mario kart there was like there was a clear difference in terms of which franchises were allowed to mingle the second yep. you got pokemon and 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 f-zero it was like all bets were off and that as as you know we, we just talked about Fortnite and how important it is to yes. mingle ip that that's a great one Thank you very much. I did say from different universes. I just, maybe you weren't uh, listening. So I, well, uh, the problem is, is as soon as you pick, I'm just thinking about my next pick. And then I'm like, I right. got to say something about this to pretend like I was listening. Once you realized I didn't take your pick, it was relief. And then thinking about what am I going to say when I make my pick? Yeah. Now, now I've got a lot of different ways I can go here. Um, I, so I, that clearly wasn't it, eh? That was not it. No, there were Ooh, two that I, there were two that I thought mm. that it could be in, and that was neither of them. Although that is an absolute stunner of a pick like that. That's the, again, this is, this is a really good year. So when we look back at to the, the order in which these were picked, I think there's an argument to be made for any of them. Um, but my here's okay. I'm going to, I'm going to pick I'm going to go all the way for game of the year with this one. And there's mm. a reason why, because I think that that you have to put an emphasis on game of the year being something it, it, it works best when it's it is a massive game, when it foreseeably could have been game of the year and isn't just like a, a slide. And so I want to make a, a bang with that. I also think it's important that the game is something of the time that captured people's hearts and minds. And I think that the game when I think about 1999 and video yeah. games regardless of the platform regardless of what types of games you liked before this was a new entry point and a new entry way it changed video games it changed extreme sports it's tony hawk pro skater yeah yeah totally fair yeah absolutely i uh hard to argue um hard to argue obviously i i'm a huge fan of tony hawk i just couldn't pull the trigger on it with number one because I, I'm sorry. I'm doing the Mikey thing. I don't like doing this. I'm immediately taking a shot at your no, pick. No, I think it's a great you have pick. to. I, I want to hear I, why, because I, I, I thought that if you had number one, that was going to be yours 100%. I'm very curious to hear why not. Well, I just, that's not the, the franchise. That's not the element of the franchise or the installment of the franchise that I think about most. And so right. when I was thinking about Tony Hawk as a whole, I wasn't thinking about number one. And so mm-hmm. I was thinking, well, I'll, I'll put that down a little bit, even though for sure I'd want that game. I love that game. That's so good. But because I feel like it grew more later, that's where I, I kind of knocked it down a few spots. I, I hear that for sure. I, I think if I'm putting myself in 1999 though, and I don't, yeah. I don't have the foresight of what, how many of these games are coming down the pipe right. over the next four years or so? I this to me the half pipe, I, I, the half pipe exactly. Yeah, coming just rolling down the half pipe. Or for me, I'm more Chad it. Muska, so it's like what's coming down the street. Mm, um, yeah, you're you're um, more of a Mullen guy. Yeah, Rod Mullen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. that one, I feel like you can you can slot that any anywhere. You want to invite a friend over to play it? Great. You want to play single player? Great. You already beat single player. Doesn't matter. Boot it up again. You lost your memory card. Play it again from scratch. It's it's always <laughs> just as fun as it was the first time. I, I, yeah, I can't say I blame you. It's a fantastic game. So, you know, good on you. Yep. Forgetting it. Um, okay. So that's my pick next. We're not doing yes. a snake draft, right? Okay. Snake. Uh, snake. snake. Um, okay. <laughs> so I think I am going to go my game of the year. Okay. Hmm. Man, these get so tough so fast. It really um, does. I'm going to go my game of the year next. This is just a me pick. I was surprised to it's see. So when I'm doing... It's, it's a me. I'm wearing red after all. Um, is uh, I was going through the list of like games that came out in 1999 and all this kind of stuff. I'm so sorry. Uh, I think my dog is trying to tell me he's out of food. Um, oh, he's out of food. Is, 
Yeah, he's out of food. That's why he's do, banging do you wanna, a bowl. Do you, do you want to go feed him, and I'll, I'll talk to the audience about why I'm about to win this draft? Can you... Like, we have priorities here, buddy. Like, Are you talking to me or the dog? Like, I'm talking to the dog right now. Just because oh, we like, have priorities. Well, we do also have priorities. Well, you know what? The three of us have priorities, and they're getting... Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to take this bowl away. I'll be right back. Okay, Andrew's Andrew's going to leave, and I'm going to talk my way through it. Um, um, So, I don't... Oh, actually, Andrew has his headphones in, so I can't really say much. But I will say, well, he can't defend himself. Andrew, if you if you don't say uh, uh, that's wrong within a second and a half, then I'm the coolest person in the world. One... That's wrong. Dude, dude, fucking bullshit. He hurt me. God damn it. Nice drive. He got me. Um. Okay. So I was going through lots of lists and to f- trying to find exactly where everything stood at the time. Metacritic's game of the year. Um. You know, all these awards that were given out. And I, it's funny how time changes things because this game was kind of ranked a little bit lower than I thought. Yet, I really do think I have to take it for game of the year. I have to be true to myself. Okay. And that is, of course... I'm going to be taking Donkey Kong 64. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So that's okay. Explain, explain a little bit about, about what that game meant to you then and why that ranks so high on your game of the year list. Okay. So when I think of playing Donkey Kong 64, I think about the future. I think about that's Mm -hmm. what video games are going to look like. Look how real it looks. It looks so good. The music was killer. You played with different characters. It was expanding of a world that I, you know, was interested in, but didn't get to, didn't get a chance to 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 be in very often. And I just loved it. It was hard and I thought about it all the time, but yet I could beat it. And, you know, it was rewarding perfectly for a 13 year old. I absolutely loved this game. And so I have to play play it for game of the year. Yeah, I, you know, what's interesting. I, I looked I spent a long time looking at, at Donkey Kong 64. And for some reason, it just didn't it's never been the game i think of when i think of those rare platformer games oh really i, I get the the appeal like you, you make a good point when you talk about like this is the future of video games this is yeah. what video games can be because the last time we saw donkey kong and like his own game was was 2d and he was throwing fucking barrels and like it wasn't you know he's, he's running from side to side granted you know on the super nintendo donkey kong country looked like one of the greatest games that, that you could play like looked really really good Absolutely. but to be able to play with that same character in 3d space felt like such a jump up from what it once was so i get totally. that but for some reason as far as like like i would take banjo kazooie over donkey kong mm. any day of the week and i know banjo kazooie okay. didn't come out this year but nope. when i'm when i'm comparing similar styles of games that's yeah. why i always have a, a just a bit of a sticking point for some reason with donkey kong but you know there's no argument it is it is a great game oh well thank you very much i'm gonna take it for game of the year just being true to myself i i know this might be slightly controversial and we'll get to some games that i think people will probably rather have that there but you know we'll see so what's what's going to be your next pick i'm so curious so i'm gonna go with see this is this is where i struggle a little bit because i have personal picks and then picks that i know are the right picks to make um I'm, i'm gonna go with one here that i think kind of falls in the middle a little bit my favorite of the franchise which i think is often uh looked very poorly upon uh, not the game itself, but for this to be like the 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 crown jewel of the of the franchise with such such a, a, a fantastic history to it. Yeah, some people look 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 past that, but Final Fantasy VIII was a game, uh, and I'm going to take it wow. to just one of my standard games here that I that just really hit me as a kid for some reason. You know, I was like pre high school, um, so to watch these like older but not adult people kind of be part of this almost like boarding school and go out and save the world the gun blades the soundtrack the 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 wide open area like there was so much i remember about that game that hit me so fondly and just hit me like sentimentally um Mm -hmm. and you know looking back on it final fantasy 8 is one of the the uh the more well remembered in the franchise but i think for the most part if people are going to choose one from that era they go final fantasy 7 but final fantasy 8 is my pick for uh, uh game number one we'll call it so that's game number one. That's just general game you're going to put under there. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to now decipher between uh, underappreciate using categories and using general games. And I yes. think I'm going to keep going back to the categories because general games are general games. I can take general games whenever I want. I salute you, general games. Uh, you know, so what am I going to do here? I am going to take, I'm going to go to underappreciated. Which was a category. So by keep, keeping in mind, this is the tiebreaker. Oh yeah, shit! I don't want to do that. That's the tiebreaker. Yeah, so that that's the one that kind of matters the least. It may not even may not even come into play. Okay. Ah, uh, 
Okay. Let me take... Okay, so I'm going to take general games now. I'm going to take Gran Turismo 2. Okay, great pick. I Gran Turismo 2 is kind of the last of the games, if I'm getting my personal opinion out of the way, that I played that was a realistic racing game. I had played yeah. lots of racing games like, you know, NASCAR or, you know, IndyCar kind of uh, open wheel kind of stuff. But this one was one of the ones that also, once again, like Grant, uh, like Donkey Kong, but in a different way, I was like, yeah. holy shit, this is what video games look like. They look real. I can't even tell the difference. Now it's hilarious if you go back and look at it. But it was just so good and so beautiful. And you could use real cars. And oh, my God, it just felt like absolutely stepping into the future. It was such an important game. And I absolutely loved it. Gran Turismo 2. That'll be my first game off the board. I think I, I like it, too, because that it, it does round out your like your picks nicely. Like, it's good to have a racing game in there. Like, we used to have the competition field, as we yes. mentioned before we started to do the podcast, and racing games always fit very well there. Um, I'm I'm going to go something a little bit uh, different for my pick, though. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to uh, no, you are mm, fuck. Mm. No, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to influential. I am going to go okay. to influential here. Man, no, there's so I, you know what? <laughs> when, before we start recording these, I always I think about the process of recording. I'm so sure about the picks that I want to make, and you always say you're like you get so stressed out before you make a pick, and I'm like this is the time I'm not going to get stressed out, yeah, and yet yeah, I yeah. always end up getting this stressed out. It's very frustrating for me. Um, okay, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with uh, yes, I'm gonna go with the most yes. influential game. I was gonna go I was gonna try to get cute with this, but I'm not gonna do that. I'm you gonna go with yourself. most influ. I, I, I can't help myself. I'm going to go with the surefire pick for most influential game of the of the year. It is a game that uh, inspired the storytelling mechanics uh, that that we see in, in some of our favorite games now, like Bioshock. You know, this environmental storytelling yeah. borrowed heavily even from Dark Souls, kind of creepy, uh, 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 a little bit of a uh, of a player building. We had a remaster of this game just this past year. It's System Shock 2. Fuck, that is uh, definitely was on my list. So that's that's yeah. great. We played it on the podcast. Uh, do we play number one or two? Uh, I think we played number two. I'm pretty two, sure we yeah. played number two. Uh, yeah. the, the problem is, you know, when we played it, it it did not age as well as we no. kind of hoped that it would. Uh, but at the time, it was like untouchable, that game. No, I it, it, was, it was such a good game. This was very much high on my list. So good for you for getting it. Did you, sorry, can you remind me again? Did you take that under influential or just as a game? I took that under under influential. Okay. I, I think I think just in terms of the character development of the kind of branching storylines, the, you know, what, what Deus Ex wouldn't be Deus Ex without mm-hmm. System Shock 2. Bioshock wouldn't be Bioshock. I mean, not only is it kind of the spiritual predecessor, but so many of the games that we play would be entirely different if they hadn't had to uh, use System Shock 2 as some sort of influence. No, I could totally see how that's the influence too. And, you know, carrying over a story that is relatively serious. You know, I think yeah. that is even in 1999, kind of a newish thing, you know, or what what it markets itself towards is also an interesting thing for video games for sure. and how it's perceived. So that's a very good pick. Okay, so just to recap, after three rounds, I have Influential for Super Smash Bros. I have Game of the Year, Donkey Kong 64, and I have one game so far of the three with Gran Turismo 2. What about you, Mike? Yes. I've got, uh, as uh, as Game of the Year, I'll lead off with that because it was my first pick. I've got Tony Hawk Pro Skater as my game number one. I've got Final Fantasy VIII, so so far that's going up against your Gran Turismo 2. Yep. And as Influential, I've got System Shock 2, and that's going up against Super Smash Bros. Both Influential in different ways, but uh that that's that's a tough category that's a very tough category you know and now it's it's funny because the underappreciated which might be a tiebreak that we might not need and you're like do i hold anything for that or do i grab things now that's true that's it that's a tough one that's a tough one (sighs) okay let's go with okay so i'm gonna go next uh, in general category i'm gonna go with game number two of three uh, I'm going to do something we did on the podcast and something I really enjoyed and something I can still think about because of the number of times we did it. I'm going to take driver driver. Uh, okay. Yeah. I liked playing driver. We did it on the podcast. I had a lot of fun doing it. It was very frustrating, but at the same time, the aesthetic was a lot of fun. The driving while we lost a ton was still great. Like I still had a good time doing it. And yep. I think I would play that game more even now than I would have back then. So uh, I think there's a long lasting appeal to it. So I'm going to take driver with game number two. It's, it's so funny because I was hovering over driver uh, when I was thinking about uh, aged poorly. I was hovering oh. over driver because I'm like, maybe that. And then I, it, it reminded me, I was like, wait a second. I think we really liked driver. And I went back to look at our scores. We gave it like one and below in our retro score. And we each gave it threes in our current score. Oh, OK, like it, OK. 
it is it, because it was hard and it demanded a lot of you. We probably as kids never made it out of the tutorial that, yeah. that notoriously demanding tutorial, but it's so rare that you get a game that is just focused on being what it is and doing that well. And mm-hmm. driver is a really good game for that. So I'm, I'm happy with that, with, with that pick. I think, I think that's a good, a good way to, to round it out. Granted, you got two driving games, Andrew. So you gotta, you gotta watch yourself. I do watch yourself, officer. I, you know, I, one is driver driver, like really, you know, like I am a, I am a, a pilot of like a, you know, very fancy automobile the second one i'm a leather jacket daddy who is uh yeah. you know busting through windows and warehouses and stuff and who ends up uh who ends up uh uh, uh driving the president around in one of the most <laughs> notoriously unbeatable missions in video game history <laughs> well if it was ending like the first level that took us 74 yes. times i can imagine what the last one was going to be like all right mike where exactly. are you going Okay, so uh, so now I got to round out. I've still got poorly aged, underappreciated. I'm going to hold off for now, and then I've okay. got uh, two other games that I can pick. I definitely want to start rounding off my 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 team because I think it's important to have a good balance of game styles. I've got a first person shooter. I've got yeah. kind of a sports game. I've got a JRPG in there. I think I'm going to need. I think I'm going to go for my strategy game now, and uh, I'm going to go with a game that you and I talk about all the Damn time it. on this podcast. One of our, I worried about picking this too early because it definitely would have been a personal pick, but it's, uh, what alone? It's Age of Empires 2. God damn it. Legitimately, my top three favorite video games of all time. Yeah. You have two of maybe my three top franchises of all time. Tony Hawk, I, I when you, when we started this off, I was like, there's no way I'm getting age of empires and tony hawk pro skater this it's tough though because i damn it did you also struggle with the idea of like do we just love it that much and like are we stepping on our own toes by picking it too early i don't know i that's exactly it i fear that sometimes i become a character of myself here and it's like well of course he's gonna take age of empires and i'm like no i'll take it later in the draft thank you very much nope didn't take it at all god damn it went in the fourth round i should have seen that coming this this whole thing has been a, a standoff of you and me just figuring out when that game is going to be picked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that is that is probably true. Like I, ugh, man, that ugh, that sucks. Good for you, you deserve it. Uh, but I am not happy about it. You you talk about another game that that worked when it when it came out. Like 1999 is just it to me, and it's now standing out so much as a game as a year that only could have existed and only could have been good in 1999 like i know a lot of people still love to go back and play tony hawk pro skater especially like the original it is a very simple game so is driver so is age of empires 2 those but the reason why they're so good is because they're simple and they don't try to be too much more they're just like we don't have the the processing power to be massive open world games those don't Mm -hmm. exist yet let's just pick one one angle and be really good at it and it was a time of gaming that i really appreciated for that Oh, absolutely. No, I, I, the amount of hours I put into Age of Empires might be more than any other game. I would just replay it all the time. And because, because of the randomness, you know, or whatever the every game was different element of it, I absolutely love that game. And it crushes me because I currently have a Mac and I've had a Mac for a very long time. And those games, those games are refusing to being Microsoft properties, uh, (laughs) refusing to switch over. And you're like, uh, but you know what? Honestly, though, maybe it's best for me. It's kind of like if they made like cigarettes illegal and I'm like, oh, that's good. (laughs) That that means I can't have any. You're already struggling to not play Civilization and Fortnite every yes. day of your life. So, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's things that they've made mobile and I can just carry around in my pocket now. Yeah, that would exactly. have been a nightmare. Exactly. All right. So that's going to be your fourth pick, right? Fourth pick. That yes. is my fourth pick. Yeah. Okay. So for my fifth pick, I am going to take game number. Yeah. Game number yeah, three. Yeah, we're leaving. Take- we're leaving poorly aged, eh? We, we're not even touching that one right now. I know, which I said was actually one of the lowest categories, but mm. I just because I don't have strong conviction on it, I'm leaving it last because I'm like, eh, you can make an argument either way. I'm, I'm yep. like, you know, uh, for my third game and my fifth pick, I'm going to be taking Mario Party. Um, okay, great. Another one that I just think once again predicts the future of video gaming. I know it's not in the category of most influential. I took that Super Smash Bros. instead, but it's the same thing. <laughs> you took you t- you play you play with different characters, and you're all trying to do elements that are outside of the normal video game realm. Uh, it changed the 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 er- arena in which they competed, and it's so much fun. The amount of arguments I've gotten, the amount of burns I have on my palms because of the stupid <laughs> fucking controller and you know snapping handles and stuff like that. That game was so much fun, and is a, still a game today. That if you said to me like you want to play Mario party i'm like fuck yeah that's awesome i never yeah. played that that's great so mario party's gonna be yeah, my third game 
I remember as a kid, I think my my feeling of Mario Party is kind of tainted because I never really had friends over to play it. I only right. ever played it single player. So I've, my appreciation for the franchise and for the game itself only really started in my adult life, like going back mm-hmm. to play it. Like we went to go visit uh, uh, my player one's family and her brother has an old N64 and we were playing Mario Party on it. I was like, this is fucking amazing. Like, let me do this all day long. Uh, so I like that pick. Uh, I know also like the we talk about North American releases and kind of uh, basing it off of that Mario Party 2 came out in 1999 in Japan, but number one came out in 1998. So yes. they were a year ahead of us. And, and that, that just kind of. Yes, exactly. Yeah, there were a ton of these ones that I had to check. There were a couple actually that I double checked while we've been recording that I had to remove. Wikipedia is open on my other screen right here because yeah, just I keep every- looking at once. Yeah, before I make a pick, I, I'm looking it up just to double check and make sure. Oh, can I say, um, can I tell you before you get to your next pick too? Because like the game of the year is a goddamn lie because the games of the year are all over the place. That's and true. I, so I looked at it originally, I'm like, Ocarina of Time, fuck yeah, number one pick. There you go, write that down. No, and it came yeah. out a year before that. It's like, well, what the hell, you know? 100% and Soul Calibur has been listed yes. on some game of the year site. And I think it's just because game of the year has been like at that time was, was kind of like deregulated. So they yeah. do it in like, august and it would just be like <laughs> yeah. from like mid of the middle of the year to middle of the year um yeah. okay so your your pick there is mario party i've still got to go for game my third game poorly aged and underappreciated i think i'm gonna go i don't know how i i can't i don't know how i can leave this one out it rounds it out nicely in a way that it gives a little bit of tension to my list this is this is a very influential game a game that kind of came out of nowhere and demanded more of the industry when it came to its genre uh a franchise that became more than just the name itself it's silent hill oh uh, is my third game nice uh yeah that's yeah well hard to argue that one you know like there's so much imagery and iconography from that game that we still know about today that we still you know we're gonna make a silent hill video game or excuse me a tv show or movie with uh, guillermo del toro now and yep. like it's such an important thing even 25 years later it's really hard to argue that this wouldn't be uh, one of the six picks yeah and i remember you and i going back and playing silent hill on the podcast and being mm. like man this game still plays well and and mm-hmm. it was at the time of of resident evil which was so slow and kind of like expected when it came to horror like this is not to take anything away from resident evil but it became a little formulaic and mm. like purposely difficult to control uh um and then silent hill comes along as almost like a twin peaks-esque horror yes. which was a, lo- a a very different take and one that I really appreciated a game that that forces you to die within the first 40 minutes I couldn't wrap my head around that and yeah. then horror had never been the same so I actually had considered this one for most influential as well but oh. I'm just taking it for game three. Oh, that's interesting okay yeah no I, I think that makes total sense okay there you Perfect. go so my last pick of this draft uh, before we get into the bonus rounds is going to be poorly aged now mm-hmm. this is also your last category too right it is so we're, we're drafting against each other here and now <sighs> we'll say for the listener who doesn't quite understand poorly aged the 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 delicate balance of picking for poorly aged is you want to pick the game that was really good at the time but is has fallen from grace the most so you can't just go pick a shitty game it has to be a game that we remembered well and the better we remembered it compared to how poorly it plays now that's what we're that's the sweet spot yeah and and for the most part too there are people that are big fans of these games still and so it's a lot of like come on and fight me kind of attitude towards this and i'm gonna i'm gonna look you right in the eye and tell you exactly what i think about poorly aged i'm gonna take pokemon snap uh, oh, I, I was am, wondering if you were going to go with this one. <laughs> if you if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Thank you very much. Two ninety eight, kind of bold place to start is uh, <laughs> is that we have a thing called the, uh, the Pokemon Snap Corollary, where we yes. use that as as uh, a comparison of saying uh, if you stripped away the IP of uh, you stripped away the thing that you know about this game, the fact that you're a photographer on rails and you see mm-hmm. Pokemon. If you took away the Pokemon and they just became animals, would this be a fun game? And the idea yeah. that I'm arguing is, no, I don't think it would be because it's so limited in the amount that you can do. You have to replay it so many times because it intentionally focuses on like, well, you got to look right when sometimes you have to look left. And you're like, yeah. OK, I just don't think this is uh, a full video game. And so much so that they made a remake or a, you know, a, a sequel a couple of years ago. I, I and even then <laughs> it was exciting and we played it. You and I played it. But didn't it feel like, hey, it came out. And they were like, anyone else? No, no, no. Uh, they want to talk about two months later. No, I want to talk about it. Okay. Yeah, it you was know. it was all anyone was talking about for the first couple of weeks. Yes. And then no one talked about nobody. It. Yeah. And it's too bad because I still there are a lot of games on here for poorly aged that I could argue I still like. 
But I understand in the grand scheme of video games and like how important things are, maybe this wasn't one of the biggest ones. So poorly aged. Also, I will say, sorry, the other point I was going to say is this year is full of tons of Pokemon crap. Tons of crappy Pokemon games come out this year. And I think it's just an example of them rushing to get things out because they're like, holy shit, Pokemon is white hot. We need to sell some stuff. So my my game is going to be poorly aged Pokemon Snap. And and I wanna I wanna contextualize the Pokemon Snap corollary as well, which is yes. I think of in 300 episodes roughly maybe my favorite thing to have come out of this podcast. <laughs> and it isn't it isn't to say necessarily that the game is bad because it just has the the coat of paint of Pokemon on what would otherwise yeah. be unenjoyable mechanics. It's to say it, it's the question of whether or not the coat of paint is what makes the game good because yes. sometimes it is. However, it is fair to say that the game may not have aged great. I kind of come on the other side of it where I think that game aged fantastic for the same reason as like the simplicity of the other games we chose. There's no other game like this one. So no. if I just want to sit down and have like a brain dead experience looking at my favorite Pokemon, which were the original 150 this is the only way i can do that now and uh and 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 i i enjoyed that but i think a lot of people would probably argue with you and to go back i actually looked it up as you were talking um uh we did pokemon snap as episode like one of the really early episodes yeah. one two three four episode five on this podcast oh, wow. may 29th 2018 uh, your current score was a two and a half and mine was a three. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and I think that's, that's fair. I think that that kind of stands now. Uh, whereas a lot of people may, may, may think highly or may think uh, lower of it, but a decent pick. Let's, uh, let me, let me, uh, now go to mine. There were a couple, I, again, I really wanted to go with Shenmue on this one, but it didn't, yeah. it didn't come out in, in uh, 1999, uh, in, in North America, unfortunately. Um, other than that, man, like it is a it is a tough category to pick for because most of the games that were good and probably because the ones that were good for specific reasons, the simplicity of them keeps them good today. Right. I have two ways I can go with this one, and I think I'm going to go with the bigger name in gaming at the time rather than going with, I think, the bigger franchise today with kind of a okay. bum entry. I'm going to go with Medal of Honor. The original Medal of Honor came out in 1999. It was a war game. And I think the fact that you had a realistic war-based video game. What are you smirking at? Did it not come out? Don't keep going. I was going to explain mine after it. Okay, interesting. Um, um, the the reason the reason why uh, uh, people liked it, I think, was it, it was this realistic take on gaming. I think a lot of us thought that it 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 matured the 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 the, the element of gaming in general. It, it adultified sure. it because this is war. This is real. This isn't like shooting laser guns. This is shooting like M1 Garands or whatever you call those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and it took you back to a point. I mean, it is the building blocks of Call of Duty. So there's an argument to be made. That it in itself is influential, but to play this game, console based shooters have gotten so much better and so much more fine tuned. And I'd rather play either the earliest of them, like a Golden Eye, which is so poorly controlled but so highly sentimental, or a uh, or or the best of, which is like a, a Halo or something like that, which masters kind of the 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 look with one and and shoot with the other. Medal of Honor just feels like a a slog and and it's a slog that was once considered like potential game of the year material. It's like a 90% on Metacritic. So I was aiming for that one that was really high that just doesn't compare to the 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 other types of games like it in its genre uh, nowadays. That's interesting. I I I, the reason I was smiling is because I had it under a small category for underappreciated only because only because if it just died out so quickly, but at the time yeah. was a really important video game that, you know, brought to the, fa- brought to the forefront, these, these shooters from world war two, which eventually would become the biggest games in the world for almost a decade. So I just, that was the part that I was going to say, maybe outside of the game, but it's influence on the video game uh, culture and, entirely. But I can see how you're saying it with poorly aged considering there are just better versions of this game. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause there, this, it really could fit. You could also make the argument that it fits in game one, two, and three. And that's why it's just like, 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 because at the time it was, but it's, it's, it's the reason why I wanted this pick. And it was a fun pick to me was because there is an argument to be made. I know a lot of people aren't going to agree with it. It reminds me a little bit of like my resident evil two pick way back Ooh. when we did the draft yeah. that year, people hated that. And I'm like, man, go back and play it. It's, it's not as good. Or not, remember, that was, that was, that was the biggest yeah. eye opener from this, this, uh, this podcast. That was like, yeah. Oof. 
Um, okay, so for my last pick, which is going to be the tiebreaker, which might not mm-hmm. be, you know, taken to granted over here, underappreciated, it's another game we did from this podcast, which is not surprising, we do retro video games uh-huh. sometimes, is uh, Siphon Filter. Mm. Uh, I okay. just... I I liked going back to play that game. I liked the game at the time, but good God, did that game just kind of disappear? It was a very big video game series for uh, for a bit, but now you look at look back, you're like, Oof, that game just is gone. And yes. I just uh, and I'm not sure why. So I'm going to say underappreciated because it deserves some respect on its name. Yeah, and it was it was a uh, it was a, it was a fun one too, and it it is largely forgotten and a game that yes. like i remember when like metal gear was out it was like metal gear and siphon filter and i yes. think maybe there's only room for two because then splinter cell came out and everyone fucking forgot about siphon filter and that may be the only reason why but definitely uh uh pay some homage to to siphon filter because that game going back and playing it as well was 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 a ton of fun yeah uh, underappreciated mine yeah i i like to make i like to make underappreciated for me and I'm going to go with a game that was this one's for daddy. <laughs> this one's just for daddy. <laughs> I'm I'm going to go with a game that I when when you find someone who has also played this game, their eyes light up when you bring oh, it up. Okay. Like like no other game I've ever played except for maybe Freedom Fighters. When you find ah. someone else who's played it, they're like, "You played that game too?" Yeah. And it's a game that just that that was almost like comparable to a super smash bros except it was a little bit more isometric but it was a brawler and and there were weapons in it it was on the dreamcast so it played well and it looked fantastic at the time especially for 1999 it's power stone give me more power stone in my life i don't know if i know this video game mikey power stone i don't think i think we brought it up on the podcast before and i don't think you do know it uh it's it's a game that like i i would i would adore maybe we should do that at some point on the podcast but it is it was it was a ton of fun it was this uh you'd have like four on four you'd collect these stones as they fell in the arena and you'd also just try to beat up the other person by picking up guns and weapons and all this sort of stuff and if you got all the stones you almost went like super saiyan and then you just Uh, got to kick the shit out of people for a while it was it was a ton of fun oh that's awesome man that sounds great yeah so definitely underappreciated for sure you want to uh, go back and recap your picks there I would love to. The three games I chose were Gran Turismo 2, Driver, and Mario Party. The most uh, influential is Super Smash Bros. Poorly aged is Pokemon Snap. Game of the Year is Donkey Kong 64. And underappreciated is Siphon Filter. It's a good lineup, Andrew, but uh, not you, quite as good as the lineup mm, I'm about to read we'll to see. you. Game 1, uh, Final Fantasy 8. Game 2, Age of Empires 2. Game 3, Silent Hill. I mean, that is... We're talking about uh, uh, we're talking about uh, Golden State Warriors style over here. Most influential, we've got System Shock Two, and not of not of this year or last year. I'm talking no, like, no, oh. the one they won the championship from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, in, most influential, System Shock Two. Poorly aged is Medal of Honor. Game of yeah. the Year is Tony Hawk Pro Skater, and underappreciated is the lesser known Power Stone. Wow, what what a lineup! What a lineup! So, how are we going to decide a winner? It's a great question. It's a great question, d Oh, oh, oh uh, teacher, oh. excuse me. Excuse yeah. me, I'm raising my oh. hand. Uh, yes, yes, uh, stupid one. Oh, um, you know what my parents call me. Did they tell you that? <laughs> I have a, I have an idea for... Um, okay. I have an idea for how maybe you and... Maybe we can... T- if maybe we can... If maybe we can find out who wins the draft, I have an idea. Sure. What's your idea, little stupid one? Um, well, first of all, I resent that. But secondly, I completely okay. understand where you're coming from because I'm okay. afraid of authority. Yeah, I think maybe it. if we put it to a vote on our social medias at retrograde, Andy at retrograde, Mikey at retrograde pod on Twitter, or they can send us an email at the retrograde podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'm sorry if I overstepped. <laughs> no, I think that's a great idea. You can vote on Twitter at retrograde pod. Uh, at retrograde Mikey, at retrograde Andy and over. You could, you could email us. Just tell us who won on that one too. So, uh, who we'll, are you we'll, talking to? I, it's the rest of the class, or what do you? This think is how you find out I've been in an asylum the whole time, and there's never <laughs> been a podcast. Is I've just been talking out loud, and I'm like, you've great idea. A, you've just been a teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been a teacher. Yes, and I snap too. Uh, yeah, like no one ever drew you anything, guys. It's like, uh, what? Um, yeah, um, yeah. So please let us know. We'll tabulate this, and it'll probably be probably two episodes from now. We can probably find out who won. 
Yeah. And uh, we mentioned this, Andrew, uh, uh, before a, a couple times on the podcast, but episode 300 is coming up and yes. uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, you know, send us a little note, a little letter, maybe congratulate us on so much time wasted uh, <laughs> making you guys happy. Send us a little note, maybe uh, your thoughts on 300, where you started, why you're still listening, uh, if you're still out there. Yeah. Uh, send us a favorite game, favorite memory, favorite episode. Yeah, 100%. The episode that got you into it, the episode yeah. you agreed with us most, the episode you disagreed with us most. Totally. Just some memories of the podcast. We want to read some of those on an upcoming episode and uh and and we'll uh, we'll make sure to shout you out. Yeah, so yeah, honestly because we do this podcast for you guys and so, you know, any uh, sometimes you <laughs> we, we joke about this all the time on the podcast sometimes you feel like you're talking into a void and then you look at the numbers you're like wait a lot of people are listening to this 100 so yeah get back at us i want to hear what you liked about it you know i want to I'm, I'm talking to you you talk to me come on it's your turn now let's go yeah so i've been doing all the work me. here my back's hurting my throat hurts because i'm talking so much i don't want to talk anymore <laughs> yeah you talk now that's your job next 300 <laughs> on you uh yeah. yeah so please let us know uh and get at us wherever you can but until then, thank you for listening to the 1999 Draft. We love every single one of you, and we can't wait to talk to you soon. My name's Andrew Baskin, and with me, as always, is the bad boy of podcasting, Mr. Bebop himself. Mikey Aaronworth. This is the Retrograde Podcast. Game over. Uh, Andrew, do you want to set your uh, your clock uh, back to, to 1999 again? Because uh, I don't think if it sets to 2000, we're going to survive. Oh, yeah, right. Planes will just fall out of the sky. Computers will explode. Yeah, uh, fridges will eat people. I, ugh. Of all the things that can eat me, please be a fridge. <laughs> Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Yeah, super wet.